Hi, and welcome to NASIO Voices, where we talk all things state IT. I'm Amy Glasscock in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Matt Pincus here in Washington, D.C. Before we get started today, Amy and I would just like to thank you all again for listening to our recent weekly episodes focused on some of the incredible efforts of our state CIOs and their IT departments in responding to the ongoing pandemic. The two of us have certainly enjoyed being able to discuss these efforts with CIOs from across the country. With that said, on today's episode, we're going to switch things up and preview our upcoming mid-year webcast series. That's right, Matt. In just a little bit, we're going to be talking with NASIO's own program and brand director, Emily Lane, about next week's mid-year webcast series. Like every other organization with a spring meeting or conference this year, we had to cancel our upcoming mid-year conference in National Harbor, Maryland, and figure out the best way to provide content. So to get a better idea of the thought process that went into that and to get a preview of what's to come, we're excited to talk with our colleague, Emily, who handles all of our conference programming, among many other things. Emily, thanks so much for joining us on NASIO Voices today. Happy to be here. All right, let's start off with you, if you don't mind, telling us a little bit about your work with NASIO and how long you've been with the organization. I've been with NASIO a little over five years now, and I wear a few hats in my role as program and brand director, but the main functions are overseeing the content and experiential components of our two yearly conferences. Um, overseeing our awards and recognition programs, and then ensuring the consistency and authenticity of the NASIO brand. And that's something, of course, that the entire team is involved with. But it's my role to really look at everything we're doing through that lens. Great. We're definitely going to talk to you about the NASIO brand uh, at the end of our interview. But we wanted to talk to you because, as most people know, we were supposed to hold our mid-year conference the 3rd through the 5th of May at the National Harbor, and obviously our plans have had to change. Can you just walk us through what NASIO has decided to do instead and the thought process behind doing the webcast series? Yeah, so even though we can't be together in person at the mid-year conference, um, we know that our members still have a need for what occurs on-site at that event. Uh, the sharing of ideas and best practices and lessons learned. And they still have a desire to connect with their colleagues that work in state IT or partner with state IT. So we have created a few ways to facilitate that. One is the mid-year webcast series, which will be four virtual sessions over our original mid-year dates of May 4th and 5th. There's a late morning and a mid-afternoon session each day And each session has a panel of speakers that are going to just have a conversation with one another around a specific topic. So they'll have their webcams on um, so we can see them as they talk to us and they will not have slides or formal presentations. So when we were planning the format, we were really unsure of what life would look like for our members. Mm -hmm. So without knowing, we erred on the side of still being at home, which proved to be uh, pretty accurate for most of us. So with that in mind, we really wanted to be respectful of the context in which people would be tuning in and be respectful of everyone's headspace, for lack of a better word. So we figured that devoting a three or four hour block of time just really wasn't feasible. You know, people have not only competing, but really overlapping priorities right now. You might be at home with your spouse who is also working or your kids homeschooling, um, or even maybe it's just pets that are demanding attention. And really, even if you're 
in an environment with no distractions, I think there is just sort of a weight in the world and so much on our minds that we figured devoting a lot of mental energy at one time to one topic uh, might not just be feasible for people right now. So that's how we landed on the schedule and the format. Absolutely. So can you give us a bit of a preview of what the webinars will be covering? Are we going to focus on all things COVID-19 or are we going to keep topics business as usual or what's the plan? So I think business as usual and COVID-19 are probably so intertwined right now that it's pretty impossible to talk about anything without at least touching on COVID-19. With that said, we also didn't want this to be the mid-year conference on COVID-19. So our speakers are really eager to talk about what comes next and what this experience has taught them, uh, whether that's what business as usual used to be or looking forward to what business as usual um, becomes post-COVID. I'll just give you a rundown of each of our four sessions. The first one that we'll open with is really focused on the current situation. Um, It's titled The CIO Experience Perspectives on COVID-19. And that panel will be talking about leading in a time of crisis, the lessons learned so far, such as what they were ready for, what they weren't, what surprised them. And they'll talk, you know, more uh, tactical things like cybersecurity and remote work at scale. And that panel is Jim Weaver of Washington, Kurt Wood of Massachusetts, and Stephanie Dedman of Tennessee. We'll have a session Monday afternoon all about best practices for state and local government cybersecurity collaborations. NACIO and NGA, the National Governors Association, recently released a publication on that topic, and those authors will be speaking with Maria Thompson, this is so in North Carolina, and Randy Kress, who is the CIO in Rowan County in North Carolina. And then to your specific question, Tuesday morning, uh, we have a session called Not Business as Usual, um, <laughs> and that will focus on innovations or changes spurred by COVID-19, but that have a longer impact even once we're through this situation. Mm-hmm. So that might be a new technology or a new business process, or it might be something that a state realized they could actually stop doing. And that panel will be Nelson Moe of Virginia, Ed Toner with Nebraska, Jeff Wan of Missouri, and Mike Leahy of Maryland. And then the last session, which I think, well, I think all of them will be very interesting, but the mm-hmm. last session is that future-focused, the path forward, life and work after COVID-19 That panel will be Mike Hussey of Utah, Irvin Rogers of Ohio, Calvin Rhodes of Georgia, and then Rob Atkinson with the Information Technology and Innovation Foundation. And that will just be a smattering of topics that are on everyone's mind. So how are states going to handle people getting back in the office? Will just the nature of when and where and how we work change? Will state IT projects be put on hold? as states see financial distress, or will this situation actually underscore the importance of investing in IT? And then more generally, what cultural shifts do we foresee and how does that impact how states and employees do business? Great. I think the idea of thinking forward is a little refreshing for everyone right now, so that'll be good. Can you also let us know who is allowed to attend these webinars? Yep. So this is open to all NACIO members in good standing. There is no limit on the number of attendees per company, per state, or per nonprofit, and there is no registration fee. So we're very excited 
to have people be able to participate that may never have been to an on-site event. So just visit nasio.org for registration info and make sure you register by April 30th. And I will add that for our members that are participating in the mid-year series, they will have access to a group in our NASIO community that we're calling the Networking Lounge. Mm. And this is a place we hope participants go to have the conversations that they would have had in the ballroom foyer or in between sessions. So during the actual uh, webcasts themselves, there will not be a lot of interaction, Mm -hmm. but we hope that everyone will then hop on over to the virtual lounge, talk about the content, share their own stories and resources, and really just check in with one another and say hi. You know, we have about, at each event, about a 70% uh, return rate. So we're a big family. Everybody knows each other. Um, and this is an opportunity, uh, a place to go and have a lot of those conversations that I know people are missing. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. So Emily, I know that one of the most popular sessions at our conferences is always the speed networking where states are assigned a specific table and NASIO corporate members can spend a few moments uh, at these tables talking with their state members, very similar to speed dating, but for states in the private sector. So will there be anything to make up for that networking time? There will be. And uh, this is a little preview. So on Monday, uh, May 4th, we will host a corporate member exchange meeting. There's a great agenda for that call with a panel of new CIOs, but also on that call, we will be announcing all of the details for a series we're calling State CIO Roundtable Chats. Now, these are similar to the speed networking sessions we host on site. They're going to be small group video chats that will include three state CIOs and 20 corporate members. So much like on site, the CIOs will discuss their state's initiatives for the year, and then the private sector partners on the call will have time to briefly introduce themselves and to highlight their areas of expertise. So we landed on this small group idea so that everyone can join with their web camera and they get FaceTime, which feels a lot more personal than just audio. Mm -hmm. So we'll hold five roundtables, one each week between May 12th and June 9th. They'll be Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, details on how and when to register, as well as which states will be participating, you know, in which dates. All of that will be available on our website on May 4th. That's great. Yeah, we're really looking forward to that. And I also think going back to a lot of this conversation, we have done a ton of content virtually, obviously, before coronavirus hit. And so I think, you know, given that we have tech savvy members and also a brand awareness where people know that we can successfully put on virtual events, this probably won't be as difficult for us as, as for other organizations. But I know that it's it's obviously a difficult time to prognosticate and look towards the, the future. But I guess just generally, do you think that conferences and large events in a post-COVID world will be different? Do you think this will change how NASIO delivers content? Interested to hear your thoughts on that. So I'll give you the very um, provocative and definitive answer of yes and no. Okay. Um, certainly in the short term, you know, we'll continue to see events move online and be solely virtual. That's not any deep insight by me. That's just falling in line with state and CDC guidelines. I do think we'll see um, hybrid events increase even after we're able to meet in large groups. And that's where you would still have, you know, people meeting in person, but also have an option for some virtual components. 
like maybe access to live streaming of plenary sessions. I certainly think that will be the case probably in 2021 as organizations and companies just see how this has impacted their budgets. You know, even, you know, after the country is back open, there's likely to be kind of trailing financial impacts. So while employees um, or, excuse me, employers or individuals may not be able to afford to send someone to an event with all the costs that that entails, they could find room in their budget for a registration fee for an online event. So we certainly saw this hybrid format pre-COVID, but I think that it might just be the new norm. You know, folks have gotten a little more comfortable with the virtual platform as both host and attendees. Sure. And really, I think this just opens up events to more people who weren't able to travel for a whole host of reasons. And I think that's a good thing. Definitely. Um, with all of that said, though, I do not think live in-person events go away. You know, we can do a lot of creative things with technology to connect people and deliver content. But I don't believe that we can ever replace being together physically. You know, there is really something about sharing the same space and the same experience and the same energy that is just, you know, kind of fundamental to being human. We're social creatures, and I don't think that need to connect will go away simply because we've experienced COVID-19. If anything, I think that might make that need stronger. I will say that I think one difference for in-person events might be the handshaking. I'm interested to see if that is a a, a cultural shift that we make. No more handshaking or hugs. Yeah. At the very least, probably hand sanitizer on all the tables. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for that overview of how we're handling the sort of change in plans for mid-year. So switching gears just a little bit, the other side of your job is brand director. And I'm personally always really impressed with what you do in that area. So what is your best branding tip for organizations like Nasio? Yes, my advice would be to be intentional. So be intentional on the images you use, the way you answer the phone, the way you write an email, even the swag you give away, you know, everything you do, even those small things, reinforce your brand. So be intentional and remember that non-decisions are also decisions and they're missed opportunities to shape your brand. In this time, I will also add, be authentic, be honest, and really be aware of the world. As a consumer, I'm seeing a lot of brand communications, as I'm sure you all are, that are really kind of cringeworthy. And I think that's because they're not really being authentic, honest, and perhaps most importantly, aware of the world. You know, I I don't know that I need a sappy email from my hair care company telling (laughs) me that they're here for me in this tough time. You know, what would be useful is a quick video tutorial on how I can trim my own hair, right? (laughs) That's useful to the consumer and authentic to who they are as a brand. And it's not overstating their importance in your life right now. And then final thought, please don't use COVID as a discount code, which I have seen some brands do. You know, it's like people are losing their lives because of COVID-19. People are losing their jobs and their businesses and their livelihoods because of this disease and our response to it. So don't use a discount code as COVID just to save, you know, 15% off some leggings. It's very toned up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I wish your hair salon uh, had sent that video. I could have passed along to Megan before she decided to butcher my hair the other night. (laughs) Story for a different day. Um, But Emily, so we've all been working from home for the past six plus weeks now. 
I'm interested to hear what have you been doing to try and stay sane and active? Do you have any good advice for our listeners? Well, in in addition to a lot of video calls with the family, I know I have been trying to maintain a workout routine. Mm -hmm. I love my endorphins and believe a good sweat session is really a good cure-all for a lot of things. And so I certainly miss going to group classes, but I I will say, you know, our local fitness studios have done a great job with putting out videos and keeping people connected. I've actually done a couple live classes on Zoom, which is an interesting experience. (laughs) And then in all honesty, I'll add that bourbon, chocolate chip cookies, and a good book are always... um, (laughs) (laughs) The three three keys for success. Absolutely. Sounds like we've uh, done some similar things. <laughs> Working out, chocolate chip cookies, and bourbon are definitely top of my list. Yep, here too. All right. Well, Emily, thank you so much for joining us and giving us the rundown. We really appreciate it. Very happy to be here. And I hope everyone um, joins us for the mid-year webcast series and the state CIO roundtable chats. I think it'll, uh, it'll be a good time. It doesn't replace being in person, but certainly connects people together still. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to NASIO Voices. Again, the NASIO webcast series is May 4th and 5th. And if you are a NASIO member, you can register for the webinars free of charge at NASIO.org. We'll also be publishing a special episode on May 4th featuring NASIO's Technology Champion Award winner. So stay tuned for that. See you online.